Welcome, Welcome to the Lighthearted Podcast Adventure with four pastors who discuss God, His Word, and some other stuff. This is Pastors, pastors Live, Live, a Rev FM production from Water Springs Church, Idaho Falls. Here now are Pastors Dave, Ty, Shane, and the other guy. It's time <laughs> for five rounds of Pastors Live. Welcome to Pastors Live. It is Wednesday, May 31st, 2023. And you know what? It's only Wednesday. It's only Wednesday. <laughs> you know, it's National Smile Day, so I'm just trying to make is people it really? smile. Yeah, National Smile it's Day. National I love smile smiling's day. my favorite. Smiling is good. Yeah. It is good. It's very good for you. Yeah, there's studies on how good it is for you. Yeah, I, I saw a study. I don't know the exact number, so you can check me on this. Go to Science Daily. It takes more muscles to frown than it does to smile. Have it you does. seen that before? Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, doggone it, smile. Yeah. You're going to heaven, smile. Smile. Yeah. Smile like about that. it, man. But if you want to work out, I guess you can be grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> Use those muscles, I guess. That's one pro of it. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Can I tell smile. you guys, I'm, I'm not trying, to, this isn't, you know, brag on Dave Day, but I have to tell you this story because it really, it built me up. It made my day. So, last Saturday, Sylvie and I were riding our e-bikes uh, around the green belt. And you know, um, up there by uh, uh, by Snake River Landing, by um, all the restaurants and stuff. Yeah, there, yeah. You actually go down under the bridge, right? right? So oh, you're yeah. riding under what street? Is that Pancherry? That's Pancherry, yeah. Right. How, how do you say it? Pancherry. Oh, say it one more time. Pancherry. Uh, that's wrong. Um, the, <laughs> the little lady that lives in my phone says Pancherry. <laughs> Pancherry. 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 Really? Is that how you say Pancherry, it? Pancherry. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's how the locals say it. What's the city up here that's spelled D-U-B-O-I-S? Oh, that's Dubois. Gary? Dubois. Yeah, see? <laughs> Incorrect. Pancher. So you go, you actually ride <laughs> under that street, right? And so it's a, it's a really short, short, short tunnel. I mean, it's very, it's just an overpass, actually. So we're right, Sylvia's in front, and I'm in back, and she, com- she comes out of the shadows and into the sunlight, and there's another lady riding her e-bike against us you know what i mean going the other way and all of a sudden i hear somebody yell and i thought they said hey dave and uh but i wasn't sure and so i looked around didn't see anybody we kept riding the next day sunday uh come to church and uh carol and 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 jim miguel uh or miguel um uh great people went to israel with us last year oh my gosh what they're part of our small group oh my gosh i love these guys anyway we're all wearing helmets i didn't recognize carol but she said what happened was she saw this lady come out of the shadows and she thought to herself i think that's sylvia coleman and she goes and then i looked and in the shadows all i could see was this great big smile and i knew it had to be you and i yelled hey dave and about that time we passed each other and um you know i didn't i didn't recognize her until you know at church but i thought now is that the best compliment anybody's ever paid me in my whole stupid life? She said, "I knew it was you because of your smile." I love it, man. I love it, but you know that should just be. I don't know. I know there's a lot of Christians that think we all have to be in the doldrums and we have to be down in the mouth. And Christians look like they've been baptized in lemon juice. <laughs> I say no. 
Yeah. I, I mean, I'm an idiot. But We're I, against I the status no. quo. We're against, at least we you and be. I are. Well, we should. I think the three of us are. We yeah. smile a lot in here. Yeah, yeah. sometimes. We, we're kind of the clowns <laughs> here at Water Springs, you know? There's rarely a staff meeting where Gary Dave and I are He's not. <laughs> <laughs> There's rarely a staff meeting where you and I aren't dorking around at a, some a little point, bit. A right? Little bit. We probably get in a yeah. bit of trouble. Probably more than we should, but hey, it puts a smile on people's faces. A little bit. (laughs) And I I love it. My wife is, I love her smile. And I always tell her this um, multiple times, if not daily, I tell her, your smile can change my whole day. Yeah. Yeah. One smile from her and it's like. I love that. I love that. And and hopefully we all feel that way about our spouses. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's much better to walk in the house and Carrie is smiling than scowling. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If I walk in and now we're married to redheads around here. We have this, redheads just seem to to run in the family here at Water Springs. (laughs) But um, if, if, if you're married to a redhead and she's scowling, there's only one thing to do, run. Run, <laughs> run to the store and get ice cream, and then run. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You right, run to the exactly. store and get ice cream, man. Oh, That's where man. you're going. Cry many keepsakes. Well, it's National Smile Day. We so want to bring go joy out and to smile, you. everybody. Yeah, do it. Yep. The joy of the Lord is our strength, right? Yeah. And you know, we were talking about the resurrection the other day in staff oh, devotions. Makes me smile. And you know that that ties into Acts chapter four a little bit. I mean, it ties into the whole scripture. But um, Paul says that without the resurrection, we would be most miserable. So because of the resurrection, we are not <laughs> miserable, right? And I love that as a Christian, the worst day on earth earth cannot compare to what lies ahead of of me right and so my my focus is not on my my bad days here and let's be real we all have bad days there's a time for rejoicing there's a time for weeping as the as the uh, writer in ecclesiastes, ecclesiastes would say and, but the the bottom line is when i set my eyes towards heaven and i set my mind on the promise of eternal life that my father in heaven has given me yep i can't help but put a smile um on my face a skip in my step a tune in my heart and you know Peter and John, they kind of had that going on when they uh, were arrested today in Acts chapter four. Well, and why were they arrested? And uh, they go to the temple. Now remember, they had just <laughs> they had just healed the the lame guy, right? And uh, you know, we're told that it was the priests and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees. Now, who are the Sadducees? Uh, they don't believe in the resurrection. In fact, when when I was a youth pastor, I used to tell the kids, you'll always remember the Sadducees because they're Sadducee, (laughs) because they don't believe in the resurrection. And the Pharisees, of course, they're not fair, Fair, you you see. see. But uh, the Sadducees don't believe in the resurrection. And uh, Peter, uh, we're we're told here uh, that Peter and John go to the temple. They are arrested uh, the Sadducees are behind it, and it says that they were grieved. I love that word. Uh, I think is it uh, does the NASB say greatly disturbed? The Verse NA, two. The NASB says greatly disturbed. Yeah, they're greatly disturbed. The Sadducees are. They're they're grieved. They're 
bummed out. Uh, why? Because they taught the people regarding the resurrection from the dead. And I just think that's amazing. You know, here they are. They just heal the, the lame guy. And you can see the, you know, sort of the uh, the powers that be coming saying, you know, do you guys have your healing permit? Do you do you have a concealed you know permit? OSHA uh, doesn't to, to run approve. around healing people. You know, <laughs> like we're we're not sure you're allowed to do that. And they're saying, well, it's because of the resurrected Christ. Oh my goodness, yeah. And so uh, people get weird about that. But you know, it's it's what you're saying, Shane. Right? Is that the resurrection, man? It's the game changer. And again, we're talking about today's National Smile Day, and and I just think. Man, when you think about the fact that Jesus Christ went out of his way, I mean, he went out of his way. I mean, I'm a, we're, we're, we're both Irish, and, and, you know, any good Irishman worth his salt is a good storyteller. And uh, the Irish tell stories for one of two reasons, to either really disturb people or to make them smile and forget their troubles. Our Lord seemed to have a way of doing that when he would tell stories. Uh, he would tell historical narratives mm-hmm. or he would tell parables. And he was either trying to disturb his listeners or he was trying to comfort his listeners. When when I first went out uh, from, from the Applegate there in Oregon, Pastor John Corson uh, used to tell us, he'd say, you know, your job is simple. All you have to do is love people, let God judge them, and when you're teaching, make sure that you are going to afflict the comfortable and comfort the afflicted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, uh, Jesus has a way of doing that, and his apostles are doing the same thing here. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. I got a question for you. Do you think, um, so we fast forward, Paul Paul writes his epistles, right? And in Timothy, he talks about, uh, in, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, he talks about how in the end uh, there will be um, people, those who will hold to a form of godliness yes. but deny its power, right? right. And, and so as you were talk, as we've been talking about this, this concept of the resurrection, our hope, right, the game right. changer, yeah. um, I, I, I want to hear your opinion on, do you think that, the denial or the the doubt of the resurrection might tie into um, holding to a form of godliness but denying its power. Well, I I, I most certainly do, Shane. I, and here's why. You know, you guys, um, we have been in conferences. We've been where you know we have speakers talking at us more than with us uh, about attitudes. Um, towards certain lifestyles, this, that, and the other, right? One of the things that we were recently told uh, in a conference was that we have got to stop talking about the power of transformation. That, hey, when you become a Christian, that, you know, you're not going to follow this lifestyle anymore uh, because uh, you're going to be transformed. We've got to stop telling people that. What we must start telling people is that um, we affirm their lifestyle and that they can maintain certain lifestyles in Christ. And to me, Shane, when you asked that question, that was the first thing I thought of because I thought, well, no, wait a second. That is a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. 
and the resurrection power of Jesus Christ, and in fact, uh, and this is a whole different conversation, but it ties in here, who raised Jesus from the dead? Did God the Father raise him from the dead? Yes, he did. Well, did God the Holy Spirit raise him from the dead? Yes, he he did. (laughs) Did God the Son raise himself from the dead? Yes, Yes, he he did. did. There's verses that say all of this. So who raised Jesus from the dead? God raised Jesus from the dead. Who is God? God is the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, as our pastor says it, one being, three persons. Um, It's not really all that uh, difficult to to conceptualize, even if you don't fully understand it, you can conceptualize that, right? He's uh, one being, three persons, and he had the power to take a body from death to life. That's called resurrection. He did it first with Lazarus. And one of my favorite Bible teachers, uh, uh, Chuck Missler, uh, points out that after Lazarus was dead, he became dangerous. And that a person that has been born again, a person that has been transformed, is dangerous. And the world and religion must do everything they can to shut you it's down. so true it's yeah. so true they they religion in the world does not like the power of resurrection yeah because and that's it, found in resurrection Jesus is transformative it is in romans 12 too do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you will prove what the good and acceptable will of god is right, right? for our lives and and, and then Galatians two twenty, you know, I have been crucified uh, with, with Christ. Christ. You know, it is no longer not, I who right. live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And the Boom. life I now live, so this new life I now live, I live through faith through the Son of God who loved me and died for me. He gave yes. Himself for me, right? And, uh. and so th- that, that's powerful. And you know, we've been reading a book here um, as a pastoral staff um, about counseling in one of the last chapters we read i did appreciate this the title of it was you can't say can't right you know i i loved that section of the chapter yeah um because something that really that really concerns me in in christian counseling is is the despair sometimes yes and um, I'm not dogging the people who are in despair. No, no, not at right, all. Right. But it concerns me for the Christian believer to be, uh, to stay, to stay that's in the thing. despair. Thank you, Shane. To stay in it. That's that's <laughs> yeah, abnormal. You, I mean, everybody experiences it, right? Yeah. I mean, that's true, Gary. We all experience despair. We do. But that's as true. Christians, you don't stay in despair. Right? No. I remember um, years ago, <clears throat> my pastor, when I was a kid, uh, we were doing something around the church, and I was on staff as a young kid there, and uh, I was a custodian, and I think I was 17 years old, and Dr. Collins was, I don't know, he was doing something with the staff. He was out there. Uh, he didn't care about staff building, so I guarantee we weren't out there throwing horseshoes. Um, he shot pool with my dad, but when it came to the staff, we, we all knew our place, right? But he was doing something with the staff, and he asked somebody, he said, well, now, and he was from Mississippi, so he was courteous. But he said, now, how are you doing today? And the guy said, um, you know, I'm, I'm okay under the circumstances. And he, I'm telling, Dr. Collins didn't skip a beat. He said, now, Christians should never be under the circumstances. You should be over your circumstances. And I'll tell you what, I've never forgotten that. I thought, that, boy, that is so true. You can have a moment of despair. Right. 
Right. You can be under the circumstances, but buddy, if you're going a day or two or a week or a month or a year or a season of your life where you are constantly, oh, I'm just in despair. Consumed. I'm under the circumstances. I just want to go shut up, get over the circumstances, walk in victory, and sometimes you have to speak to the storm. Yeah, you You definitely do. You have to speak to the circumstances and say, shut up. That's what Jesus said to the storm. Right. Shut up. Right. And he shut the waves down. And sometimes, you know, and and the power that raised Christ from the dead is within us. Right. Sometimes you have to speak to the circumstances. Right. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? I I think it makes perfect sense. And and that, to me, you know, Romans 8 is what, what solidifies you know the all of these these conversations that we're having because when i truly understand that god dwells with me there's nothing that stops me yeah you know i'm not afraid of this this earthly um journey i'm not afraid of anything that might happen to my physical body right because i know my my being my spirit is solidified with christ and that he holds the key as he says in revelation right i hold the key yeah. to to everything to hades to death i i got you man and, and so that is my confidence and that nothing can separate me from the love of christ Boom. romans 8 Ro- romans 8 nothing, right nothing and, can and separate nothing. you and that's the difference between i'm going to use two big words that i hate but um they're they're oh, kind of medium sized words am i going to have to look them up medium sized words <laughs> no no kind of a jerk thing to do <laughs> that's the difference between philosophy and theology yeah. yeah when i have a relationship pastor ty says it all the time theology is about relationship with god right right when i have a relationship with god and i understand what the scriptures are saying i have that ability to rise above the circumstances, not right. in my own strength, but no. because of the the word of God, the promises of God are yes and amen, and my confidence in who he is. But if I'm just like this this guy who's searching the scriptures and I'm like, oh, I like that one verse, you know, it's very philosophical and it right. helps, it makes me feel good or whatever. <clears throat> You're not going to have any, any, any power, right? And I can't remember where it is, Dave, help me with this one off the top of my head, but Paul tells the Corinthians, I, I'm coming to speak to you in power right would would you like me to come with a rod or in love and in the spirit of meekness i love that so here you know and remember when he's writing to the corinthian church this is a church that definitely gets a d you know they get like a d minus they're maybe not quite an f but they're like a d minus because man they are full of division they're full of doubt um they're they're just they're pretty messed up church right but he says to them you know, Paul's writing to them, and he, he says, look, I'm writing to you as sons. You know, I'm not trying to shame you. I'm writing to you as sons. And he says, and I am going to come, but would you like me to come with a rod, or would you like me to come in love and in the spirit of meekness? And I can't believe we're already out of time, Shane, but, you know, that when you read what? that, for me, it reminds me that Jesus would also say to us, hey, and I am coming soon. Right, right. Shall I bring a rod? You know, do you, do you want the judgment of God right. or do you want to receive Christ so that when he comes, you have that love and the, and, and the, the spirit of gentleness 
that that is available to us. And you know, for for our listeners, and I, it looks like you've got something queued up here. Do you want to read some? Yeah, go, because go for it, go just for it. to clarify, so if anybody's like, "Where's that verse?" Right, you just read the end of it right before the verse that Dave read. So verses nineteen and twenty were the verses I was talking about, where okay. Paul says, "Hey, I, I come with power because the kingdom of God is not in words, right. but in power." So I can, love that. As we end the program, yeah, I mean, just just a reminder to everybody, you know, that Jesus is coming soon, and you know, there's a. There, I remember back in the '70s, there was a bumper sticker that said, you know, uh, warning, Jesus is coming soon, and boy, is he ticked off. And okay, ha ha, funny, whatever. Um, actually, he's coming soon for his bride. He's not mad at us. He's mad about us, but he's not mad at us now. Will the wrath of the Lamb be poured out on a Christ-rejecting sinful world in the tribulation? Yep, it will. But that's not the heart of the Lord to, to say, I can't wait to beat the snot out of everybody. That's, that, that's not our Lord's heart. In fact, quite the opposite. The Bible tells us uh, in Isaiah 53, for instance, that the wrath of the Father was poured out on the Son at Calvary. Second uh, Corinthians chapter five, Colossians chapter two. Go back and read these, but you're, you're, there you will see that the heavenly Father loves you so much that when Jesus laid down his life on the cross, Jesus said, nobody takes my life from me. I lay it down and I'll take it back up again. But check this out. The Bible tells us that God poured out his wrath on Jesus Christ, so much so that Jesus will cry out from Calvary, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? There is now this separation between uh, the Father and the Son that had never happened before and will never happen again in all of eternity, but it happened uh, six hours on Calvary. And Christ became your sin. He nailed it to the cross. Colossians tells us he wiped out your debt, wipes it out with his blood. He was buried and he rose again uh, after three days and three nights uh, in, in that tomb. And he rose victorious over death, hell, and the grave. And the Gospel of John tells us that if we receive him, he gives us the power to become the sons of God. And so uh, as we close out today, I just want to encourage you to take a moment today, if you haven't done so yet, to just pray a simple prayer that says, God, I know I'm a sinner. I know I've broken your law. I've sinned against you, and there's no chance of me making that up. But I do believe that Jesus took my sin, died on the cross for my sin, was buried and rose again. And if I receive Christ, he promised that I would be your child. Lord, I receive Christ now. Make me your child. Fill me with your spirit and make me who you want me to be. Amen. And if you will do that, you will be what the Bible calls born again. Guys, listen, we're out of time. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to chat with you more about this. Drop us a line at pastorslive at therev.fm. We will talk to you tomorrow. Your love, your family, you know the thing. Pastors Live is a Rev FM production from Idaho Falls, Idaho, and is made possible by the Ministry of Greenhouse Coffee. Send your questions and comments by email to pastorslive at therev.fm. 
Then listen for their response on another episode of the lighthearted podcast adventure, Pastors, Pastors Live. Live.